Payments Podcast from Bottomline Technologies. Greetings and welcome to the Payments Podcast. My name is John Gaffney. I'll be your host for this episode that frames payment automation and AP automation in particular in a bit of a different light. Most companies would look at their accounting functions as a cost center, and in many ways, they're right. But they're probably not familiar with our guest today because Mark Brousseau sees the AP function as a growth engine. And he's here today to tell us why, as well as address some other issues in the payments industry. And as I introduce Mark, you should know that he is the chief evangelist, for better or worse, <laughs> for the IOFM, which is the leading trade organization for financial operations professionals committed to helping more than 10,000 members raise their personal and team profile, as well as advance their careers. He is a noted analyst, speaker, and thought leader with more than 20 years of experience in the payments and document automation industry. We're very happy to have him as our guest today. Welcome, Mark. Thank you so much, John, for having me. And thank you all for taking time out of your busy days to join us. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this episode. Um, Let's circle back uh, to the beginning, Mark. Um, You have a completely different and I must say inspiring view of how a company should see its quote, pay and get paid functions. Tell us why you see AP and AR teams as a growth engine. You know, John, for years, AP and AR were the quintessential back office function. They were the people in the basement with the hand-me-down office furniture, the off-brand coffee, and no one called them except when, when things went wrong. But you know, this started to change, John, back, ironically, during the last recession. Corporate America was caught with its proverbial pants down. They didn't know where they stood with their cash and their spending. And that exacerbated the credit crisis. And CFOs swore that they'd never allow that to happen again. And what they realized when they took a hard look at what went wrong during that recession was that if only they could have unlocked the information that flows through their AP and AR departments, information that historically been trapped on paper and tucked away in file cabinets and cardboard banker boxes. They realized, hey, if we could get at that information, well, now we can really do things. And that's what they started to do. We started to see AP and AR's strategic standing in the organization rise. And now, It's higher than it's ever been. And John, I believe the sky's the limit for AP in particular. AP in particular, it's interesting to hear you say that. You know, I would think that framing both AP and AR as automated and efficient and reliable and as a source of intelligence gets to be more important now that the economy is a bit uncertain. Is that consistent with what you hear from your members? Well, you know, John. I'm going to leave it to the pundits to decide whether we're in for a hard landing, a soft landing, or or maybe even a near miss with a recession. But the fact of the matter is, is we've got to be ready for anything. And that means we've got to find ways to get visibility into our financial data. And so what we've started to see is an acceleration of the automation projects in AP and AR departments. Now, at times like these, historically, John, the first thing organizations do is put a stop on automation projects, but that's not what's happening at all. We're seeing 
projects getting accelerated. And the reason is, is for what I've talked about just a moment ago. CFOs recognize that if they can digitize these processes, well, now they can achieve several very important things that can help their organization navigate whatever comes next in terms of the economic situation. Well, now we can simplify our processes, free up cash that we can use to be a buffer against potential declines in revenue. We can get better visibility into our cash flows so we can identify potential gaps and take fast action, maybe even be able to predict when pay customers are going to pay us. And what's more, now we're going to be able to get better handle over our corporate spending. Typically, at a time of a recession, John, you find that what do organizations do? They do an across-the-board spending cut, 5%. And the reason they do it that way, even in departments that are seemingly doing well, is because they simply don't have visibility, much less control, over how money is being spent. Well, automation changes all that. It gives us visibility into our spending. It shows us who we're spending money with, how it's being spent, what we're buying. And this allows us to get better control over our spend. Vendors like Bottom Line call this spend management. And truly, automation empowers an organization to finally take control of its spending. A few years back, John, IOFM did a study and found that most organizations had control over 75% of all their organization's spending, 75%. Now, if I told you, would you be okay if only 25% of all the money that I spent on your behalf was wasteful or out of control, would, would that be okay with you? Well, you no. think I was nuts. <laughs> but this is how corporate America operates. AP and AR automation, well, it helps us take control of our spending. And, and that's great in good economic times as well as in bad. So let's talk a little bit, Mark, about um, the person who is probably most responsible for what we just discussed. And that's the change changing role, the CFO. Um, and one of the things I've heard you talk about recently is how that's creating new expectations for other finance leaders. Could you expound on that a little bit? We're seeing a big change in the role of the CFO and even the CFO's office, John. They are going from be being a financial scorekeeper to becoming a financial steward. The business is requiring the CFO to be a partner in helping the business grow and to thrive. And this means a big change in responsibilities. It's not enough anymore for the CFO to tell the president and the board what happened. What the president and the board want to know is what will happen? What if we add this new plant? What if we add this new product? What if we expand into this new country? What are the implications of that? What's more, the business is really putting pressure on a CFO to help uncover new sources of value and not just to find them, but to execute against them. It surprises a lot of people to learn that in more than 70% of all large businesses, it's the CFO who is responsible for digital transformation initiatives, not the CTO, 
not the CIO, not the COO, it's the CFO. And this really speaks, John, to the tremendous influence that CFOs have over the strategic initiatives of a business. It also speaks to the tremendous value that digital transformation initiatives can deliver to an organization. Now, what does this all mean to accounts payable and accounts receivable leaders? Well, CFOs can't go it alone, right? They're going to need visibility into those cash flows and spending. They're going to need to find ways to mitigate risks and to ensure that the operation is running as efficiently as possible. And so they're going to be leaning on AP and AR leaders to empower them with visibility, with tools that can help them achieve these strategic requirements that the business based upon them. And this is a big change. So now, not only is the CFO become a partner in growing the business, well, now they're asking AP and AR to become their partner in helping to grow the business. This is a great opportunity for AP and AR leaders who want to seize it. We're not going to be just on the receiving end of calls about where's that payment. Now we're going to be on the receiving end of calls to action to help grow the business. What AP or AR leader wouldn't want to get that call? Yeah, exactly. But what I'm hearing you saying, though, is that it's going to be higher expectations outside the CFO's office. No kidding. I mean, we're going to be asked to push away from these tactical back office functions that have bogged us down. Think about accounts payable for a moment. 84% of the typical accounts payable practitioner's day is wasted on manual repetitive tasks. Things like keying invoice data, shuffling paper and emails, fixing errors and mistakes, chasing down approvals, and fielding calls and emails from suppliers about what is the status of their payments, 84% of their day. What's worse is that most AP managers spend more time each day on transaction processing than on the managerial tasks they were hired to perform. This places a tremendous weight on the shoulders of everybody in an accounts payable department. We spend so much time on these manual repetitive tasks, John, that we push all the strategic activities to the back burner, all those things that we just never have time to do. Well, if we can automate AP, if we can finally get rid of all these manual repetitive tasks, well, now we'll have more time to spend on things like data analysis, on collaborating with procurement and treasury and other stakeholders, and even building relationships with suppliers. EGADs, yes, I said it. And, and, and this is what's enabled when we start to transform our departments with technology. This is the big idea. This is the aha, John. And this is what we have to get to. We focus so much on just trying to, to automate, to eliminate a particular task. What we tend to lose sight of in AP and, and even in AR is that we don't just automate our department. We can transform it and we can really make it an engine for the growth of the business. So automation, it can be argued, 
can not only elevate the career of an AP leader, it can also help them elevate their department and even their business. So I'd like to lead off my next question with a compliment, Mark, because we recently, we at Bottom Line recently worked with a handful of industry influencers and some of the Bottom Line partners, and we wanted to get their take on 2024 business payments trends. Your discussion on AI was absolutely masterful. And I know that this is something that a lot of uh, finance leaders are trying to get their head around right now, but tell us why you think AI has such potential for finance leaders. I don't think we've ever seen a technology that has so excited and at the same time so disrupted financial processes or financial departments as much as artificial intelligence. Think about the way the typical finance department works these days, right? I mean, we have all of these manual tasks that, that, that are bogging us down, and AI has the possibility to finally transform and, and radically transform the way that we do things in AP and AR. And it does it in a couple of ways. Number one, it's going to get us closer to what I call autonomous processing. Let's face it, John, few finance functions are as time-consuming, as labor-intensive, and even paper-intensive as AP. And AI will finally be that mechanism to move us away from all of those manual tasks. 72% of AP departments are already using some type of AI technology in their department. And quite frankly, well, they're baby steps. What I think you're going to see is a big push toward AI this year to do things like validate extracted data from invoicing, to use logic to help automate the routing of invoices for approval, to help identify potential issues with exception that might mean exceptions, to help flag anomalous transactions that could indicate fraud. All of this is possible in an autonomous environment. But that's just the start. AI can also be used for predictive analytics. We know that AP is sitting on a treasure trove of data, data that for the large part, we don't do much with. Well, with AI, it can comb vast sets of data and allow us to not just see what's there, but to act upon it, to tell us, ooh, it looks like you're going to have some higher cash obligations in this quarter. Are you ready? And that's the power of predictive analytics. AI also helps us optimize our payments. Many AP departments have already automated the way they pay their suppliers. And we did this in large part at a necessity. After all, during the pandemic, we couldn't get into the office to cut and mail those paper checks. The problem, John, is that few AP departments have optimized the way they pay their suppliers. And so we're literally leaving money on the table. There's opportunities for us to pay suppliers with more favorable payment methods, to capture more early payment discounts, to optimize our day's payable outstanding, and even to get better visibility into how we can rationalize our 
payment terms. By the way, all of this is music to a CFO's ears. And on top of all of this, well, AI can also help us stay one step ahead of the fraudsters. Turns out that payment fraud is the number one concern of AP leaders as we enter 2024. And for good reason. Today, fraudsters are using more sophisticated, more complex schemes than ever to rip us off. And in many cases, they're being successful. Well, AI can turn the tables. It can help us identify those anomalous transactions and keep the fraudsters at bay. If this all sounds too good to be true, I, I understand. For a department that has been so focused on just getting the work done, this idea of autonomous processing, of predictive analytics, of optimizing payments and mitigating fraud, well, it sounds so compelling. But this is the model that AI can enable. And in 2024, we're going to see more and more AP departments take some big steps toward leveraging AI to make this their reality. So given AI um, as, as a fraud fighter, um, and that seems to be one of the killer apps that's, that's come out so far, um, and even over the past month or, or three months, but can you characterize how finance and treasury teams are dealing with payments, fraud, detection, and defense from what you see at your events and from the um, members that you talk to? Yeah, businesses are under siege, John, and they know it. And so we've seen more and more organizations get serious about training their employees, keeping them abreast of the latest fraud screen schemes, hardening their infrastructure, their firewalls and other tools, identifying emails that come from outside the organization. And despite all this, John, hardly a week goes by where I don't talk to an AP leader who shares a story of how some fraudsters successfully tricked someone in their organization into changing bank account details to an account that was controlled by the bad actor. The problem is, is that we still rely on a lot of manual and semi-automated processes, John, for validating banking account change requests. And in many cases, we're relying too heavily on emails to onboard suppliers, approve invoices for payments, and even to chase down approvals on approved invoices for payment. So what we need to do is we need to take the next step. We need to automate our invoice to pay cycle end to end. And only then will we get that control tracking and transparency that we need in order to really put mitigate this risk of fraud. So when we have bank account change requests come in, there's a standardized processes with multiple levels of authentication that use technology wherever possible to ensure that this bank account belongs to the person we believe it belongs to. And all along the way, there's audit controls and tracking so we can see what actions have been taken by whom and why. This is the key, John. And I think we're going to see more and more organizations automate these processes because quite frankly, 
the costs of inaction are just too darn high. Businesses have lost billions and billions of dollars over the past decade to business email compromise attacks. And in large part, BEC goes back to our over-reliance on emails to do business. Well, with leading-edge AP automation technology, it eliminates a lot of the need for those emails, but more importantly, it provides us with some checks and balances to help ensure that fraudsters can't slip through the cracks. So, Mark, this has been an amazingly quick time. I can't believe I'm at the last question here, but I am. Um, you've you've keynoted several several events, um, and and you're excellent at it. So, I'd like to tap into that a little bit. Um, let's say you have an event where half the audience is struggling with manual payments. The other half is trying to get more of the automation solution they've already adopted. What's your message to both groups? Keep moving ahead. The key thing is, is that in the past, we found that in, in any, in any conference we'd ask, so where are you in your, in your automation journey? And typically half of the audience, if not more, was what I'd call semi-automated. They have some technology, but they still have lots of manual steps. And then you'd see the next largest set would be those folks who are really just at the starting gate. In some cases, John, they're really not even at the starting gate. They're in what I'd call a manual environment. They have little or no technology and lots of manual processes. And then you'd have a few folks, typically large organizations, that feel pretty confident and are largely or fully automated, few or no manual processes. In the past, it was okay to be semi-automated. The expectations on AP were to be as efficient as possible. And that pretty much covered it. But you know what, John? For all the reasons we've identified during this podcast, I just don't believe that semi-automated is good enough anymore. The business expects more out of its accounts payable function. And if we have an economic downturn, well, it might not be that they're just expecting it. It's that they're relying on it. And so what we've got to do is find ways to get us to fully automated processes. Piecemeal solutions, a hodgepodge of of semi-automated solutions, that ain't going to cut it anymore, John. AP leaders have got to know that the goal has got to be to automate their invoice-to-pay process from end to end. And that doesn't mean with one piece of software necessarily, but it certainly means with one seamless platform. And so you must find ways to get toward that end-to-end environment. So if you're in an environment today where you have some dead-end solutions, technology you know just aren't up to the task of what your business is going to need a few years from now, don't wait. You must find ways to solve these problems. And if you're a business that's pretty far along in your automation journey, and you've been putting off that last mile of automation, again, there's no time to waste. You've got to find ways to automate so you can achieve best-in-class performance. And John, 
what's the payoff? Why do all this? Well, those organizations that can become highly automated, that can achieve that end-to-end automation I'm talking about, well, they typically can process an invoice for less than one quarter of their peers with little or no automation. They can typically process eight times as many invoices per FTE than their peers with little or no automation. It takes them less than one quarter of the time as their peers with little or no automation to process a single invoice. They capture seven times as many early payment discounts as their peers with little or no automation. And they experience less than one quarter as many errors. Isn't that what organizations want these days? Absolutely. Do more with less has got to be the rallying cry for businesses in 2024. And automation helps take you there. And if you do all of that, well, now that's going to set the foundation for becoming a strategic driver that your business wants and needs you to be. All right, Mark, that was excellent. What, what a great articulation of, of the value prop and, and the future promise of, uh, of AP and NAR automation. I really appreciate it. So that's a wrap for this episode of the Payments Podcast. I would like to thank my guest, IOFM's Mark Brousseau. Mark, thanks so much. Thanks so much for having me, John. Uh, it was it was a pleasure. And thanks for joining us on the Payments Podcast. We are available wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And we'll see you next time. The Payments Podcast from Bottom Line Technologies.